Listener Production. Your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or a rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. On today's episode of Footy Talk, we'll whip around the grounds to get you up to date with what we've seen so far from round nine. An update from Marvel where an under-pressure Carlton side faced an increasingly informed dogs. And then we'll go up to the Gabba for a wrap of the Lions versus Bombers. That's all to come on Footy Talk. G'day, this is Footy Talk around the grounds. Big Tim Solly here at Marvel Stadium where we saw the Bulldogs defeat Carlton by 20 points. Carlton only managed the one goal to half time. They fought back gallantly, kicked six in a row and led by four points at one stage. But then they kicked into gear, the Dogs. They ended up kicking the last three majors and finished up victorious by 20 points. I'm joined here by Lee Montagna and Chris Johnson, boys. How do we see this one here tonight? Yeah, it was sensational uh, for Carlton. Uh, they got up, and but then they weren't enough. They didn't have enough in them to uh, to go through, and the dogs really let up uh, and actually got over the line at the end. So when it mattered, uh, it was all the dogs. Yeah, they were too good. The Western Bulldogs, they played the better footy. Carlton had a surge in that third quarter, found some of their best ball movement, but the Western Bulldogs just were able to get it done around the clinches, a bit more class in the forward half, and uh, and defended really strongly. They were able to keep McKay and Kernow to a limited impact, and the Western Bulldogs continue on their merry way. Six of their last seven they've won now. They've just gone about it in a pretty unassuming fashion. Uh, they're restricting the opposition scores. Their midfielders all got to work. Bontempelli didn't have to dominate. For them tonight, they had some others bob up, Anthony Scott, Artie Jones, a few sort of younger players, and I thought it was a, a pretty strong performance by the Western Bulldogs. And what does this mean for Carlton? John, we know they've got a tough run ahead facing the Magpies, Swans and Demons. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough run ahead. It certainly is, and there, there's some positive signs out of there tonight. Uh, obviously, from last week when they played Brisbane, they really looked depleted, but tonight there were positive signs. They went forward, they marked the ball inside their forward 50, they couldn't converge, uh, get that conversion to goal, but uh, they've got some upside, but it's going to be challenging the next week against uh, Collingwood. But, uh, you know, I think their next win may be looking towards the Swans. Yeah, it'd be frustrating for Michael Voss and the coaching staff. They're showing some strong signs defensively. Their contested ball game is still really good. They're winning the ball back off the opposition. They're just not able to punish teams often enough at the moment. So still a bit there for them to work on, but some positives as well. But for them, they really wanted the win. Uh, the, the fans were... Hoping for it, but uh, they've just got to continue to go back to the drawing board and work on their game. And I'd be interested to hear from you, Joe. I know you called the Freo Swans game earlier today. What did you see in that one? Oh, Fremantle, that was easily their best performance of the year. Uh, They were strong around the football. The two rucks dominated the Twin Towers, Luke Jackson and Sean Darcy. Their young, emerging key forwards showed some real promise. Um, And the Sydney Swans, well, they've still got some issues. They're struggling to connect in their forward half. Again, Papley and Heaney and Franklin were all really quiet. And we know they're missing some personal in their back half, but that's their lot at the moment. Sydney got some work to do, but Fremantle look like they might be starting to make a bit of a run. Do you still give them a chance for finals, Joe? Well, I still think there's one or two spots open, and it's pretty even from sort of 7 to, to 12. You know, Richmond are now making a move. Adelaide are around that mark as well, and Fremantle. So uh, they've got their work cut out. They're going to have to play some pretty good footy from the back 
end of the year. But what we saw today, positive signs. Uh, also, Port getting over North Melbourne today by 70 points. That was an expected result there. John O. Port just too good. Yeah, they certainly were. The 70-point uh, win was a massive win down there. But obviously, the usual down there, really getting the, getting the job done. Uh, Butters standing up once again. Bergman as well. These two boys are really becoming, uh, you know, really likeable down there. Finlayson again as well. Uh, a handy three goals down there. Uh, Rosie popping up with 25 possessions, but uh, it was just about going down there, getting the job down, done down there for the, uh, for the Port Adelaide Football Club. Beautiful stuff, Jono. And, of course, the last game of, of tonight was uh, Melbourne and Hawthorne as the other game here today. And Melbourne got off to a good start. Hawks fought back after a little bit after half time. There was a bit of a sign of hope there. Not sure if Mitchell gave him a bit of a rev at half time, Joey, but they showed a bit after half time. Looked ugly early, didn't it? It could have been a real disaster, but credit to the Hawthorne. They found a bit of fight, but Melbourne did what they do. And once again, Oliver Petrarca just filling their boots and they are dominating the competition. And you're bullish on them, aren't you, Joey? I mean, in regards to data and stats, so we look at everyone's on Collingwood, Geelong, but you're pretty bullish. Well, Brisbane Melbourne. as well, but I, I just think for me right now, Melbourne are probably the team I trust the most, but certainly. Collingwood, Geelong, Brisbane are lurking not far behind. So they're the big stories of the day here. Freo defeated the Swans by 17. Port over North Melbourne by 70. Melbourne defeated Hawthorne by 54 here at Marvel Stadium. It was the Bulldogs getting over Carlton by 20 points. And then the other game at the Gabba tonight was the Brisbane Lions defeating Essendon by 42 points. Chris Johnson here with Lemon Montagna and big Tim Solly. You're listening to Footy Talk, and if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. New episodes every day at lunchtime. We'll hand it over here to the guys at the Gabba who'll take us through the clash between the Lions and Essendon. You're back with Footy Talk around the grounds here at the Gabba. It was the Lions by 42 points. Richard Champion there, sixth win in a row. But after two quarters, it looked like we might have an upset on the cards. Bombers did really well, Tomo, to be honest. They brought the pressure again like they did last week against Port Adelaide. I mean, they only went down by five points against Port and it looked like there was an upset on the cards, but Brisbane really brought it after half time, and uh, they threw Cam Rayner into the middle. That, that created... Um, a little bit more zest in there and they just seemed to get a few more clearances. They were dominated in the clearances and in the hitouts in the first half and that seemed to make a difference. So it was a really good move. Then it just gave the forwards a lot more opportunity. Joey Danaher stood up and kicked six goals. He's uh, a career best for him. Yeah, equal career best. He's kicked six, three times, twice as a bomber, first time as a line. And on a low-scoring night, he was the difference in the end. You get the good and the bad with Big Joe, and you yes. often get that in the same game. Well, he probably could have kicked eight or nine, to be honest. He did butcher a couple, and uh, you know, probably ones he should have kicked, but he does uh, tend to kick some unbelievable ones as well, and he did a couple of those tonight. So, um, look, he's doing his job, and you know, all you have to do as a, as a key forward is keep presenting and kick the goals when they're on. And he did that the majority of time tonight. I thought Eric Hipwood was also good tonight. He presented a lot. He competed. And the guys got to the full of the ball. So you just need two of your key three or four forwards to, to present. 
and actually have a reasonable game, and you're going to probably get enough on the board. Yeah, they've got so many threats around goal. Charlie Cameron's been on fire, but tonight, Andy McGrath had his measure. Andrew McGrath played an outstanding game. He's he's probably as quick as Charlie, which surprised us in the Triple M box tonight, to be honest. We didn't think he had that much toe, but uh, that was his job. He was obviously set out to achieve a role tonight of shutting Charlie down, and he did. Just one behind for Charlie tonight, uh, and that was a very simple shot on goal, too. Only 30 metres out early in the game. Um, in fact, it was the first term, I think, and, and uh, quite early, and he missed that, and whether that just played with his confidence, I, and the ball just didn't bounce for him tonight. Normally, he's swooping in the goals, a couple of fumbles. So he'd, he'd go in tonight into the change rooms after this game a little frustrated. So we've got the Q clash next week. Do you think there are some things that other teams will look at that the Bombers did right in that first half in terms of the way they were able to stop the Lions' run that maybe um, you know opponents that come to the Gabba, which is, you know, become a fortress or is a fortress for the Lions that they could potentially use against them. It's no surprise, Tomo, uh, that, that teams who bring pressure and pressure the opposition, and that's a work rate thing, and that will shut anyone down. Um, you know, there's, there's teams that often get a little breakaway, and, and it could be sometimes just a 10 or 15-minute burst by a team when you slacken off that will be the difference between you possibly winning or losing the game. So it's all about the pressure. That hasn't changed for the last 10 years. So you just got to bring that each and every time. That's just the way the game's played at the moment. So you lapse off a little bit. And if the fitness isn't quite there, um, you know, you look at a couple of players and they were depleted tonight, the Bombers. But, um, you know, they've just got to get their full contingent back and just keep working hard and sustain that pressure. And, and they'll have a couple of wins. Yeah, I mean, look, the margin was 42 points, but it certainly felt a lot closer uh, than that. It was really that, you know, second half where the Lions were able to... And, and Brisbane's a real momentum team, aren't they? When they get, you know, a couple of goals together, they can often kick five or six in a row and just blow opponents off, whereas the rest of the game's quite even. Yeah, they can play in bursts, and they that's been the case for a long, long time. And they've got a really good midfield. And you know, Ashcroft was good tonight. Uh, didn't notice him as much, yet he got a lot of possessions. And I think that's a real... He's very Simon Blacklight to be honest, Ashcroft, um, a lot of the time. Still rushes a lot of his possessions, but it's his first year. I mean, you're not going to um, put any sort of whack on him and say, oh, he's got to improve in this sort of area because he's just outstanding. So um, he will be the NAB rising star. There's no doubt about that. And uh, he's got a huge future, and I hope the Lions can can keep hold of him for that long. But they've just got so many options through the centre of the ground, and that's what gives their forwards the opportunities. And Cam Rayner, uh, when they needed a bit of a spark, he was able to give it to them. Yeah, he did. He went in the centre at the start of the three-quarter time, and uh, sorry, at the start of um, just after halftime, the start of the third term, and, and he made a difference. He just he's just got that bulkiness, and and his first couple of steps to to extricate himself away from any sort of pressure um, is what every uh, player should aspire to, you know, and he's just got that quick quick burst of energy and gets it away and then uh, and then you can spot up your forwards. It doesn't give the opposition time to get back and apply pressure. Do you think that experiment of having Rayner play in defence is over? Uh, yes. Well, it hasn't been the case for the last couple of weeks, has it? He had a bit of a breakout game, didn't he, sort of three or four weeks ago? Against the Pies where yep. he played forward, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Lions had a really good win that night and, um, and they... There was a couple of people in the media said then, just don't send him back in defence. You know, just let him play his, play his flary game. He's just exciting to watch and he brings the crowd alight. 
and uh, and I, I reckon he's found his niche. So they've won six in a row. Are they the real deal? Have you seen signs that they've actually improved the Lions? I mean, even before they won six in a row, they beat the Demons here quite handily when the Lions went out. But in terms of the opposition they've faced, obviously Collingwood's probably the best win out of all of them. But um, what are you seeing from this Lions side that gives you hope that they can go a couple of steps further this year, make a grand final or challenge for a flag? I... Went to the loo at halftime, and Lee Matthews was in there at the same time, and we had a little chat about this. And um, I think we're both of a similar opinion that they're just not quite there yet. Okay. Um, which was an interesting chat. That's been my view for a couple of years. I reckon they've overachieved in the last... Really? Th- yeah, yeah, in the last three or four years. Well, you just have to look at tonight. You, you, you have to make the most of every opportunity. Yep. And if you don't, and you lose a crucial game... That can be the difference of you finishing top two, top four. So what are they missing then? Consistency. Okay. So they I mean, have, they got, have they got the personnel winning. from the players that they have on paper? Are they good enough to win a flag, but it's just something else that they are lacking above the shoulders maybe? They just I, – I, I can't pinpoint what it is, but they lose games where they should win and they win the games that you don't think they will. Against Collingwood, I, I thought, oh, I, don't, I don't like the Lions tonight. And they did. They played really well. So – with that belief, and I'm sure other people are of the same opinion, I mean, yes, they keep putting wins on the board, but that's happened over the previous years as well. And just when the when it's there to be to be won in the important times of the year, they, they've just failed to do that. So I just haven't seen enough yet. I hope the second year, if they can just continue winning games, and they're going to have a drop-off every now and again, but if they can improve in the areas and the forwards kick more goals than they, they miss... Um, they're potentially a chance. Okay, the Q clash, massive, because the Suns have been playing well. Some ways they were robbed against the Ds, thrashed the Eagles, as you would expect. But Noah Anderson's playing in all-Australian-type form. Ben King's starting to find his feet. Uh, is this the most highly anticipated Q clash we've had ever? Or potentially, because they have been playing some good footy, the Gold Coast. Are It'll... they a chance here at the Gabba, do you think? Uh, Could they actually beat the Lions, or is it a bit Probably of a bigger chance than they have over the last couple of years, yep. yes. I reckon they're, they're primed enough, and their players are in good form enough, they're important players, to match it with some of the Lions' best. Um, Charlie Ballard will play a huge, huge role. Yep. Um, Sammy will play a huge role down back. But they've got to shut down those big, big forwards again. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a beauty. And, uh, yeah, if they bring everything, if if, if Matty eats enough grass, you know, <laughs> prior, prior to, you, you just never know your luck. All right, we'll see what they spray the grass with here, then here at the Gabba, <laughs> knowing that that's his uh, pre-game ritual, Matt Rowell. Um, looking forward to the Q Clash. That is next Saturday night at the Gabba. If you have a question for us, by the way, get on Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at Footy Talk Pod Champs. Thank you for that wrap tonight. And tomorrow, Daisy Thomas and Abby Holmes on deck to unpack the whole weekend here at the Gabba as the Lions over the Bombers by 42 points. Listener.